0: Welcome to Good Enough Parenting, the place where not-so-perfect parents tune in to be reminded that our kids are gonna be okay, even if we don't always know what we're doing, are making a million mistakes, and trying new things. I'm Carly Aroldi, a family play therapist, childhood mental health expert, and good enough mom of two. I may be the expert in childhood mental health, but you are the expert on your kid. And by combining my practical, peaceful parenting tools with everything you already know about your child, you and your family will experience more calm, more connection, and more cooperation in your daily life. So let's throw out the idea of the perfect parent and remember that our kids just need us to be good enough. Because if you don't feel like yelling at your kids sometimes, you're not spending enough time with them. Let's jump in. Hi guys, Carly here. I'm so excited to share this episode with you, where I interview Broadway star Gina DeWall about how involving kids and grown-ups in the performing arts can help us create communities, foster creativity, and build confidence, which are all essential for social emotional well-being. But unfortunately, even our incredible modern day technology has some glitches. So we had some spotty internet connections during the interview. So at the beginning, Gina's audio is a little bit wonky, but hang in there. It begins to clear up as our chat gets going, and I promise you it's worth it to hear about the amazing work Gina is doing with school districts across the country. And I'm trying really hard to release my need for this episode to be perfect and allow it to be good enough to spread this work to parents who need to hear it. So enjoy this chat with Gina. So welcome to Good Enough Parenting. Um, Full disclosure, I was a theater kid. And I'm happy I was a theater kid because I think it's part of what makes me like a kick-ass play therapist because people that were theater kids are really good parents. They know how to jump into pretend play. They know how to play a part. So for example, if I'm with a six-year-old in my play therapy room and they say to me, hey, can we pretend to be bunnies? And my school bully is the lion and it's coming to get us. I'm like, heck yeah, I know how to jump into that part. I know how to play a role. I know how to do a scene. But unfortunately, you get a little bit older. There's not a lot of opportunities to do theater as a grown-up if you're not a professional. It's not like my husband who can, you know, grab his basketball and shoot hoops with his friends. I can't be like to my friends, let's come on over and let's make a play. That doesn't really (laughs) work in adulthood. So I was thrilled when my paths crossed with Gina DeWall, who is the founder of Broadway Weekends and has created an annual summer camp theater summer camp for grown-ups, which I was so fortunate to participate in this past summer. It was transformative. Anyone that was there would tell you it was like a life highlight for them. And when I talked to Gina a little bit about my work, she had mentioned that they also have a lot of offerings for kids. So I was like, we have to have it on the podcast to talk about the offerings, to talk about what theater can do for kids, you know, therapeutically, cathartically, you know, even if it's not professional, even if it's just kind of theater games, what well, we can benefit from that. But of course, my theater kid heart is racing a little bit because Gina is a big ass Broadway star. And it's a huge honor that you're giving me some time this morning um, to tell you a little bit about Gina. She most recently originated and received a Drama Desk nomination for the title role of Diana in Diana the Musical on Broadway. And you can catch it on Netflix, which I have done many times Um, on Broadway. She was also in Kinky Boots, American Idiot. She originated the role of Dawn in Waitress by Sarah Boralas and the role of Mary Berry in Finding Neverland that were both directed by a Diana Paulus in the American Repertory Theater. And now you can catch her as the standby for Miss Lovett and the Beggar Woman in Sweeney Todd on Broadway. Get your tickets for Christmas. Amazing production. Good stocking stuffer. Put it in there. But welcome, Gina. Thanks for being thank here this morning. You. Thank you so much for having me. That was thank you very much. Good to see you. So let's just jump in with, let's start with what made you want to create Broadway Weekends?
1: Yeah. So um, I, so I grew up in England. So um, my love of theater and music theater was much more about my own experience of it. So it's not that I was always seeing Broadway shows, was obsessed with the celebrities of it and the like current Productions at the time, it was much more that I was at a performing arts boarding school, and I loved the actual creation process of mm. training and rehearsals, and the community it built, and the confidence it built. Um, and especially when I got into my twenties and started to leave the business, I definitely also you know saw the benefits. As an adult, I could see the benefits more transparently than just um, being able to sing and dance. You know, the confidence that people yeah. had, the and, 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 and speaking skills, all of those. So um, I have always loved the process. And even in the professional world, um, my favorite experiences are often the readings the, the or devising even a show or the rehearsal process um, or finding ways to enjoy like the eight show a week meditation, which is mm-hmm. a lot. So it's, a, it's a, a physical game and a mental game and I enjoy that side of it. Um, and so, I really wanted to create a fantasy camp because um, that is basically what our summer camps are. That um, allowed people to sort of dive in quite uh, 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 quite deeply, uh, meaning, um, and we do that sort of with the with the, the the extension of the schedule, but also the talent that we have coming in. We um, really help them to sort of. Uh, shape the workshops that we, fo- that we kindle and, and foster this sort of like creative environment that we have experienced many times in reading workshops and really exists and you know there are tools to create a space that feels very safe and there are tools to help people tap into their emotions and there are tools to help people to listen mm-hmm. tools to help people stop listening to the parrot on their shoulder and all of these things are things that are like uh, have been taught in drama school for you know hundreds of years and have real exercises behind them and stuff so it was a fantasy camp but with um but always with a with a sort of like personal growth um uh, root underneath yeah. that it's really really fun and we're gonna have a lot of fun and also i want people to sort of come away uh with how i feel when i've been through a very creative process which is a very cathartic self-empowering mm-hmm. experience and it is every single time it's magical Um, so it's very much like that. I wanted to create that sort of fancy camp. And then at the same time, I realized that I was always surrounded by, um, people in the business who are really pursuing the business at the sort of top level that theater is sort of offered in the States. And I felt like, um, back being able to connect with those artists, like i really get an inside eye on how they sort of are, you know, often the workshops they teach are one pit stuff on their day and they're in the show that night, you know? And so like really getting an insight into what it's like to be an artist, both just for the, the fascination of it and um, to sort of gain a better understanding of the art form.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's so powerful. You know, when, when I was in your workshop this past summer, it was we did a workshop with an artist in the morning and then we saw her on Sweeney Todd that night, right? So it was like, wait, there she is. She got she just left us and went there. So the what makes it so unique is that you're really with Broadway artists that are bringing this kind of like high echelon artistry to people that want to experience it. And then you also, you know, you brought up kind of three words just now, which really makes sense to me, this idea of community, creativity, and this courage, right? These ideas that like we as adults don't always get time to practice that kind of stuff. And so you allow people to have this experience, which is not just about creating the theater. It's about really being transformed on, on this kind of personal level as well. So that's what makes what made it so powerful for me. And also I know people that were in the workshops as well. Good. I'm glad glad that's translating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so also full disclosure, I had an anxiety dream last night. I woke up from it this morning that um, obviously I was a little bit like preparing for our our talk this morning. And I had dreamt that you were going to be out of the show. You're supposed to be in the show tonight, but you're out of the show. And so they called me. They're like, hey, you're going to be Gina's like stand in today. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I, I, I haven't done that in a long time. And the message that came to me was, don't worry, the cast will take care of you. That oh, was what isn't that crazy? So that came to me, and it made me think about what you were saying with these safe spaces that you create, whether it's for adults in the like summer camp or whether it's through the offerings that Broadway Weekend gives to kids. Tell me a little bit more about like what that safe space to be vulnerable and how important that is.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, if we talk about uh, students in schools, so I feel like even with our students in schools, the person we're supporting is very much the theater educator, mm-hmm. like the theater teacher. Um, we very much like work with them to figure out how like we can like highlight what their curriculum is Mm. or support what they're saying or sort of uh, sort of things like that. So, um, so we bring in these sort of workshops and they can be a one-off or a series that sort of do that. And they have the added factor of it being a, you know, a performer. um, And they just have a sort of, you know, performers just have kind of like a, a factor when they come into the room, they're exciting, they smell good. I don't know, but people, people love them so pheromones, um, pheromones they, they can entertain the room. So, um, they, they're a way of like grabbing kids' attention and like mm-hmm. saying, Wow, this is exciting, and that was really cool. And obviously, there's ways to support other things that make it things exciting, like being coached individually or a competition, you know, things like that. So, we try and like work with the teacher to mm-hmm. make the drama program, whatever programming it is um like attract more kids and hold kids attention and support what they're doing when our teachers are not in the room and yeah. we bring teachers from both new york for the surrounding area but also if people are outside of new york then we work with uh actors in national tours or musicians oh. in national tours so that's a way that we can bring uh teachers to people without worrying about like flights and hotels mm-hmm. and stuff like that we so that's how we can sort of reach a wider demographic but it's always supporting the theater teacher and then obviously our hope is that you know we can nurture them on both sides their their yeah. learning needs and their students yeah yeah
0: and i i agree when you're like it's kind of like magic like there's something the performers are so engaging especially these performers that you work with that are at the top of their game right that they're so engaging when they walk into a room that you know whether it's an adult or whether it's a child you're you immediately kind of feel safe with that right oh this person knows what they're doing so if you're the theater you know instructor you feel really confident like this person's going to really support me in a way that I need and also if you're a kid it feels like oh this person feels like magic like it literally feels that way sometimes and so they can create and that's when the beauty of theater for me for how I experience it as a kid and as an adult is that idea of like hey you can be you here right this individuality this safe space which from like the mental health perspective when you look at kids now there are very few safe spaces Right? There are very few, whether it's, um, you know, it used to be like, okay, if, even if I was getting bullied at school, I could come home and like all of that would disappear. That doesn't happen anymore. It follows you, right? It's social media, it's all these other things. So creating this environment for kids to really say, like, hey, I can be myself, I can be individual, or for a grown up, right? Like it was so interesting when we were at the Broadway camp, different people's professions, like being able to be an individual. And it sounds like the artists that you work with are able to bring that out, whether it's, you know, indirectly helping the theater instructor do it or even directly in their workshops
1: absolutely and again it's not it's not that we're making this up it's like literally a core of being an artist is finding out who you are how you enter a room what you represent how people receive you what you feel about things like that is championed at college level that is championed when you come to an industry it certainly is you know a lot of people have been in the business for a long time will say you start working when you know, when you figure out who you are and then you can sell that. You know? So like those are real like cornerstones of what it means to be a, pra- a practitioner of as an artist, you know, like same yeah. as a chef, you gotta learn how to chop a carrot, you know? Yeah. Well, there's things you gotta learn as an artist. And one yeah. of them is is really figuring out what you do and who you are and stuff like that. So it's that we're using exercises that are tried and tested and true for hundreds of years. And we just like showcase um, you know, people who are doing it right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're making me think about one of the cornerstones, I think, of the camp and maybe the workshops too, which is the creative movement piece, right? So many people in the workshop were like, I'm not a dancer, I can't follow the choreography, I don't know what to do. But this idea of like we're looking more at like creative movement, how you create it for yourself. How does your body feel good moving? Like, I don't know what your limitations are. Yeah.
1: Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you no, you're good that. Go. podcast 101. Don't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, exactly. So like that, um, was very specifically Stephen Hoggett, who is a Broadway choreographer and develops movement in this way. He does it. And I was did American Idiot with him. Now I'm doing Steve Todd with him, but I've been a fan for his of like 20 years at this point. Like even in my early teens, I was obsessed with him and, um, and he, always develops his movement rather than sort of like five, six, seven, eight, this is what it is. It starts with prompts that the that the the cast, um, the movers, he even doesn't want to call it dance in a professional setting because he's worried it, it p- makes some people feel, you know, inferior, whatever, not able. So he said uh, it movers and all that movement calls, cr- oh, shapes. shapes, that's what he calls it, shapers. And so he always works in this way. So that was highlighting a very specific Broadway choreographer that works in this way we had their associate in to teach these and now a few teachers who are at our school are wanting similar workshops for Mm. their students to, to devise like um i think someone's devising a number from chicago this year they're doing it using a similar movement creation workshop that stephen hoggett broadway at car for Hog- so it's a way of trying to like share what is really being taught and and and, and distill it as far as we can
0: yeah yeah and it's a, just a beautiful and like unique way of looking at it which is different than i had yeah. ever experienced too that was very cool and the the last piece I wanted to kind of touch with you on is, so I specialize in anxiety, right? Anxiety in adults, anxiety in kids, you know, people often be like, I think I have anxiety. I'm like, well, that probably means you're alive. That's good. Because if you're at all awake in the world, there's a lot to be anxious about out there. Like, um, But one thing that I have found through theater games, through this work is how much you can kind of instill courage by doing, you know, whether it's, you didn't even have to do performance, right? We didn't even really do performance at the camp, but it was really just about, you know, finding your voice and finding that strength. And it was funny, I was talking to my husband, he's a teacher and he had to give a big speech at a board meeting last week. He's like, oh my God, I was so nervous. I was shaking. And I was like, yeah, you should have tried singing in front of people, babe. Try that because that's gonna make you real nervous. But how do you feel like some of the work that you do or theater in general can help kids that are struggling or help adults that are really struggling with anxiety? So I think like, you know, when
1: you go to the gym and they give you this weight and you go to the, the, the breaking point, the fatigue, when your muscles start to shake and that's, especially when you, you know, when you first start working out or they push your heart rate, it can mm-hmm. feel insane. It can yeah. feel like I'm going to punch you in the face if you make me do anymore. Like your whole mentality and body can be so out of whack that you like, mm-hmm. don't know what is up, what is down. Blah, blah, blah. And you have to keep putting yourself in that experience to get stronger. And the same, it's sort of like with theater is that you're not waiting for your college interview to suddenly navigate 200 tons of pressure and, and adrenaline. Like it is something that you have repeat. It's a scenario that you have, because I guarantee you, if you get up and sing in front of 30 people, you're going to feel adrenaline every <laughs> single time. You know, you, it, when I go on stage, it's not that I don't have adrenaline. It's just that I have literal tools that I yeah. use To calm myself down. Yeah. So, this ability to practice, right? And that is, oh,
0: that's a perfect word because. Like play is practice, right? I always say when our kids are playing, they're practicing for adulthood, right? I, you know, when I do pretend play with kids, like if a kid's got a new sibling and they're really pissed at this new sibling, they might do some murdering of like a baby doll. Like they're really upset and parents might freak out about that. And I'm like, no, they're practicing. They're playing through practice, not practicing murder. Sorry, I gotta like say that. They're practicing <laughs> what they're feeling, right? They're, it's if they can get it out in this different way, then it's gonna relieve some of the feeling. So just, so similar to what you were saying about, you know, when you're feeling that adrenaline, if you have practice with feeling that and then calming yourself down, you can translate that beyond the stage, right? You, you translate that beyond, you know, wherever performance you're at, that is a life skill that you have for forever to be able to have that. So just that little piece is worth it. Like that little piece of helping kids find their voice in the safe space and practice not getting overwhelmed by their anxiety that's worth it to me to get kids involved in theater, theater games, whatever it is. So can you tell us a little bit about if someone like is listening and they're like, yes, Broadway weekends, either I want to go as a grown-up or I want to bring you to my school. What do you guys Great. offer? What's the best way to connect with you?
1: So we just announced our summer camp dates for 2024. The five day camp is July 28th to August 1st. And the two day camp is August 2nd to August 3rd. Um, five day and a two day both schedules will be jam packed with lots of offerings and we'll start to release more information about offerings in the new year and as we develop it there is a 30% discount available sign up before january um the discount basically incentivizes you to sign up early which helps us so much with planning uh so it's really just a big thank you to us if you can plan your year that far in advance um Summer camp is over 18s. There's no upper age group. The demographic is really wide. Uh, We have everything from we have a public we had a public CEO last year So stay at home moms to doctors, lawyers to everybody under the sun. We had some people fresh out of college. So some young uns, some 22, 23 year olds. Um, and uh, it's really scaffolded to make it accessible to anyone. Um, and that's our summer camp. If you reach out to us, we can tell you a lot more information. And then for our uh, workshops in schools, um, again, just get in contact with us. It's all a conversation. But we have worked with school teachers in many ways in the past. We have helped them. Um, we have a scholarship fund. So we have helped them by actually subsidizing some of the workshops for them. Um, we have helped them access district funds um, through their principal or through the actual district managers. And we've done that with phone calls, with written, uh, pre-written grant language by getting the teachers to set the, the administration to sit in on workshops, you name it. But we've really started to, ve- to develop long-term relationships with districts. Uh, most recently, we actually just created a professional development workshop for all the music teachers in South Brunswick district, New York. They wow. did a movement all the music teachers did a movement creation workshop. Um, that was uh, recently. So yeah, just begin a conversation with us. You'll find our email and, uh, and we, and we go from there. I love that. And you, because I'm working with you too, for part
0: of our district, you can personalize it. That's what I love it so much. Like what you're basically like, what do you guys need? How do you want to bring in? Is it professional development for teachers? Is it a one-off workshop for elementary school students? Is it, you know, more of an ongoing thing for upper level high school students? So it's so unique and so valuable and so needed. So thank you for doing this work. Thank you for being part of it. Thanks for being on the Good Enough Parenting podcast. Thanks for having me. It's been a while And I always like to end with asking someone because the whole theme of the podcast is you just got to do good enough. We don't got to be perfect. We don't got to be great. We got to be good enough, right? So, okay. is there something in your life right now that you're like, yeah, I'm doing that good enough?
1: Um. So, uh, I in my free time I'm doing an undergraduate because my undergraduate was all in theatre, and when you look at the, the the breakdowns of the credits, I think one is literally in breathing. Uh, <laughs> even though, that's important, great. important <laughs> topic, very important. Um, yeah, okay. one I you know I wanted to check my brain was still working but two I wanted to get a piece of paper um and three I wanted to learn something new while I sort of sometimes have free time on my hands because uh as the standby I'm, I'm standing <laughs> Whatever work. so uh but yes I actually have a quiz due today but but it's definitely something that I forgive myself love it <laughs> pursuing an undergraduate
0: degree I love that so, you know, and we're doing it good enough. You don't got to get straight A's, right? You're like, I'm learning the material. I'm doing my thing and I'm doing good enough. So exactly. Gina, thank you so much. We're going to link to everything Broadway weekends. Um, like I can't, you know, praise it highly enough and how transformative was. is. I'm trying to convince my husband to come next year. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, it'll be a good time. Oh my God. <laughs> you know Isn't that hilarious? Nice. We'll see. I'll keep you posted. But be
1: <laughs> the rooms, you know, yeah. if it, Yes. there's enough signups.
0: I, I feel like he would like discover a little like inner bug and be like, wow, this is fun. We should keep doing this. So we'll see. We'll see where it takes us. So thank you for your time. I'm going to link everything to Broadway Weekends. And like I said, you can reach out to Gina if you want to talk personally to me. You know how to DM me at Carly Councils on Facebook and Instagram. And then we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Good Enough Parenting. If you'd like to learn four simple play therapy techniques you can use at home today to create more calm in your family life, go to paceparent.com forward slash play to get a free video where I'll teach them to you. And you could always hear more from me at Carly Councils on Facebook and Instagram. And if you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share this episode with a friend, a sister, a spouse, Any parent who could use a reminder that our kids don't need us to be perfect, just good enough. Until next time.